you know, that's pretty much what we've been seeing pretty significantly is, you know, around 30-ish percent of people that sign up show up and around 30-ish percent of people that actually show up buy. Hey, podcast listener, you're about to discover insider tips, tricks, and secrets to making more sales and converting more prospects into customers with email marketing. For more information about the email marketing podcast or the autoresponder guy, go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast. Hey, everybody, it's John McDahu, the autoresponder guy, and it's time for episode 56 of the McMethod Email Marketing Podcast, where you discover how to use email marketing to make a way, way, way more money in your business. Basically, you can convert prospects into customers. Very simple. Today, are we talking to John Lee Dumas? Now, John is the guy, the man behind Entrepreneur on Fire, a podcast, a daily podcast where he interviews entrepreneurs, usually online entrepreneurs, every single day for 20 minutes or half an hour or 45 minutes or whatever it ends up being. Now, the interesting thing about John is that for a while, he just kept publishing podcasts. He'd publish a podcast every single day. It's crazy. But eventually, he decided he wanted to monetize it, so he created a community much like McMaster's, he created a community called Podcasters Paradise where people who've listened to the podcast can go and learn how to start their own podcast and make money with it, okay? So what he's been doing is he takes people from the podcast to a webinar page and then sells them. The interesting thing about it though is that this guy is absolutely crushing it. He's doing, I think he's up around $180,000 net profit per month due to a few different things, but one of the things I brought him on to talk about today was this sales funnel that he has built up. So I wanted to go in, I wanted to talk to John, I wanted to break it down, and it's all based on webinars, so uh, so you as the listener can take John's strategy and apply it in your own business, because uh, if you do, if you just did what John was doing, you'd get some pretty incredible results, okay? So he's had massive success behind his podcast, and he's got a very, very simple webinar sales funnel, okay? You go to the podcast, or you go to Facebook, you find his ad, then you go sign up for a webinar, and then you go to the webinar and maybe you buy the product. Now, he's converting people like a, for a cold traffic into uh, onto an opt-in. He's converting at 30% and then he gets at, uh, people onto the webinar and I think he's converting around 28 to 30% of the people on the webinar. So, that works out to be roughly a 9% overall conversion rate, which is incredible. It's really, really good. So, that's why I wanted to bring John on the show. To get the show notes for this episode of the Email Marketing Podcast, go to themcmethod.com slash 56 slash 56. Now, Three things. The first thing, I got a McMaster's inside of the week. Today, I was talking to a buddy of mine here in Chiang Mai, conversions guy, and we're talking about uh, someone's emails that they'd been writing that he was reviewing, one of his clients, and uh, there was a problem. She'd been writing some emails, and uh, they were decent, but there was a big problem with them. Every email talked about her, her company, her business, herself, the things that she'd done, the things that her company was good at, on and on and on, right? But what it should do is it should be all about them. Right, all about the subscriber. So instead of saying, I'm this or I'm that, it should be, you'll discover, you'll learn, you'll get out of this. Okay, so this is you-focused language versus I-focused language. Now, one of, the thing, one of the things you'll learn in McMaster's when you go through the McIntyre method, that's one of the courses in there, is you get a checklist. And this is just one of the things on the checklist. When you write an email, you have to make sure okay, that it uses you-focused language. Too many people say things like, I hope you enjoy these emails. I've got lots of great things to share with you. I think you're really going to have a good time. Okay. You want to scrap all of that. If possible, you want to eliminate mentioning yourself at all. When you just say, you'll you know, it's great to have you here. You know, you're going to love these emails because you will discover this. 
crazy thing and then this crazy thing, okay? And this is going to help you build your business and uh, live a happy life, okay? So this is you-focused language versus I-focused language. So the way to do this, very, very simple. Go to your email, look through it, see if you can turn any time you mention yourself, me, I, us, we, any of that, and see if there is a way to make it say you instead. Just doing that will let improve your email marketing quite dramatically. Okay, I've got one five-star review to read out today. This review is from an Australian guy, another Aussie. His uh, title on iTunes is not funny. Five stars, efficient email marketing info. Not Funny says, I came across John's podcast recently and decided to grab a couple of episodes. His unique style has led me to continue listening and now I'm hooked. If you want information on building an awesome email strategy from John and his international guests, click subscribe and check it out. Thank you for the review, Not Funny. And there was a huge smile on my face right now. I love these reviews. They really make my day. So if you want to leave a review and have it read out on the show, go to iTunes, search for the McMethod Email Marketing Podcast and leave me a review. You help me and you will help other people. You just spread the word, spread the email marketing love and goodness and you'll uh, you'll get some uh, get some brownie points with the email marketing gods. <laughs> Lastly, I got one list of questions to deal with today and then we'll get into this interview with John Lee Dumas. The question is, what is a good sales funnel to start with? That's a really easy question to answer. Answer because the best sales funnel to start with is just something. Uh, it could be, well, that sounds too simple, okay? Basically, you've got a prospect, someone who visits your website, and then you have a product that you want to sell them. So I think the step one would be to set up an order response or set up a, an email form on your site using MailChimp or Aweber. So you're actually capturing those email leads and then just add one email to that sequence. And that all that email says, hey, welcome to the family. It's great to have you here. Before we get started, I'd like to ask you two things. Ask them two questions about uh, you know, what's their biggest problem and what would it mean to, uh, to solve this problem? Can they get some valuable insights? Then tell them what they're going to receive in some of the other emails you will be sending them, okay? And, uh, and then wrap it up. Or, and then in the PS, actually, you can mention your product or your service, okay? And that's that. Do it conversational, use you-focused language, and uh, just that one step. Okay, if you haven't got anything, just starting with that will get things going. That'll get the ball rolling. Once you see people replying to your emails, you're going to end up having a conversation with your best prospects, and this is going to get you going, ah, I should probably build out this full sequence. Okay, so that's where you should start. Okay, I, I don't believe in, uh, in you making things complicated, especially not early on. So start with that, and once you've done that and you've seen the benefit, then you can start stepping things up to a uh, more ninja level. Anyway, that's enough for now. Let's go get into this podcast episode with Mr. John Lee Dumas. It's John McIntyre here, the autoresponder guy. I'm here with John Lee Dumas. Now, John has a podcast. It's a very popular podcast. It's a daily podcast called Entrepreneur on Fire. And every day he interviews a different entrepreneur. The idea is he interviews a different entrepreneur and finds out you know, why they're successful. There's a bunch of things he goes into each entrepreneur to talk to them. But uh, why I got him on the show today was not so much to talk about podcasting, but to talk about what he's doing with his sales funnel, which he's got a Facebook ad, which goes to sort of like a landing page for a webinar. And then he brings people onto a webinar and then sells them on his paid membership community. He's absolutely crushing it. So I thought, why not get him on the show to talk about what he's doing, why he thinks it's working, maybe some of the mistakes that he's made along the way and how someone, or how the listener, how you as the listener can go and apply some of this stuff to your own business. So we get into all that in just a moment. John, how are you going today? John, I'm going quite well today. And to be honest, yes, financially, we are crushing it right now. But if I had somebody half as good as you at copy, we'd be double or triple the revenue. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you cracked me up, man. All right. Before we, uh, before we get into the sales funnel, give me a, uh, I'll give the listener a background on 
you know, who are you and what do you do? I've done a little bit, but you can probably do it a bit better than I did. Yeah, I got the real quick rundown. I'm just a country boy from the state of Maine, which is uh, a state a couple hours north of Boston up in New England. And I uh, went to college on an Army ROTC scholarship, John. That's why when you rang me up here on Skype and I saw you uh, shooting a, a 9 millimeter Beretta, I got a little fired up. It brought me back to <laughs> my combat days in Iraq where I spent 13 months as an armor officer leading 16 men in four tanks and battle and Fallujah and Aramadi and Habania. But that was way back in the day. And I've since retired. And now I'm just kind of floating around. You know, I tried corporate finance. I tried commercial and residential real estate. And finally, I had my little aha moment and decided to start a daily podcast because everybody told me I was crazy when I brought the idea up to them. And I said, if they think that's a crazy idea, that's exactly why I want to do it. <laughs> they zig, I zag. Let's do this. The only thing I'm missing is a little Chiang Mai, John. You got to get over here, man. You were recently in the Philippines too. I mean, Chiang Mai is not very far away from there. Just a little hop, skip, and a jump, I hear. <laughs> when are you going to move over here? You did the whole digital nomad thing. Man, I am so close to doing that. Now that I hear how strong your internet is and how clear your audio is, what's stopping me? Exactly, man. It's crazy. You know what's, <laughs> you know what's even crazier is that we have better internet at home here in Chiang Mai where I am right now at the apartment than I have at my mom's place in Sydney, Australia. And Sydney's one of the most Goodness. expensive cities in the world, but the internet sucks. That's brutal. Horrible, man. It's, 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 it makes me cry every time I go home. <laughs> No, it just makes you miss Chiang Mai, which is totally cool. <laughs> All right, so let's get into this funnel. Give, um, how about we start? G- give me an overview of what you're doing right now, what's working. You know, if, if you're up for sharing some figures, that'd be cool too, but an overview of what's going on with your uh, funnel. And uh, yeah, let's start there. Well, John, you know I'm up for sharing figures. I publish my monthly income reports every single month at eofire.com slash income. We just published our March report yesterday, actually. The first month since we started publishing this, we actually decreased in our actual overall finances. But I can't complain because February was 188000 and March was 185000 So we stayed pretty close, and that's still a pretty awesome number. But the funnel is pretty simple, John. So my audience is built up of podcast listeners. You know, again, I was that crazy guy that started that daily podcast. Nobody thought it could be done. Nobody thought anybody would listen. A few people have. We had 580,000 downloads in the month of March. And because of that, we built an audience. That audience, John, they just talked to me. They sent me emails. They sent me tweets. They Facebook messages. And they were telling me, John, how do you podcast? How do you rank so high in iTunes? Like, How do you create a product or a service off of what you're actually building with your audience? And that's where I came up with the idea, John, for Podcasters Paradise, which is a community for podcasters to create, grow, and monetize their own podcast. But the problem is it's a $1,200 community. You can't sell people on a sales page Unless you're John of Drop Dead Coffee, you could probably create a sales page to sell people, but not not with me, not, not with my skills. So I knew that I had to create a funnel. I knew that I had to figure out a system, John. And for me, you know, that was having it on the intros and outros of my podcast, driving people to a, a webinar opt-in page, having it 
on my actual homepage, Entrepreneur on Fire. Click here to sign up for your live podcast workshop. And then also doing a lot of spend in Facebook ads, driving people to this webinar opt-in page where every single week we have a live podcast workshop webinar. And that's our main funnel, John. We get people to show up to these live webinars. I give them 45 minutes of pure value on podcasting, some super hacks, a lot of great tips, tools, and tactics. And then the last 45 minutes, I take them inside the doors of Podcasters Paradise. I show them everything they're going to get when they purchase. And that's huge for a lot of people to actually see that before they buy. And it's a live webinar, John. I answer all the questions. I take away all their barriers that they may have. And we convert an average of 25 to 35 people every single week into Podcasters Paradise, which is how we're generating six figures a month in revenue from that product. And from what I've heard, you stay on this pod- on this uh, webinar answering questions until you've gotten to the last question. Every question, John, because every question is just one barrier that somebody's put up in front of a sale. And so my attitude is, hey, I'm going to sit here and answer any question until every barrier is removed, and then everybody's bought, and then we'll close it down. I love that. I love that. So let's talk about, we, let's break this into pieces. You've got traffic on the one hand, you've got conversion, and then you've got your economics, which is, that's a Perry Marshall framework. That's not something I came up with. But the, and the economics is basically your product, is how you're making the money. So your traffic is, it sounds like it's Facebook and uh, podcast listeners. Is this equally split, or are you doing more Facebook advertising, or it's more podcasting, or how does that break down? It's about 65 35. 65% of my leads come from paid Facebook advertising. Yep. The other 30 35% are are organic from both the podcast and the website. Okay. So that's that's interesting. And I think why it's interesting, some someone's going to listen to this and they're going to think, "Well, John's got a daily podcast. He's got 500,000 half a million downloads every month. I can't get the same results as that because I just don't want to do a podcast or I don't have it or I don't have this seductive sweet voice to, you know, produce and put people in." <laughs> listen to the copy guy in action. <laughs> Unbelievable. But they anyone can do Facebook, right? So by the sound of it, what's going on here is that someone could start if they needed traffic to start just doing Facebook advertising to a certain audience, whether it's podcasting or someone else, and that would get them the traffic, well, quite a lot of traffic that they could then lead into a funnel and so on. So that's, that's kind of step one. So someone goes, just to clarify, someone's on Facebook. If they click on that ad and they end up on, uh, on this webinar, are they coming? How likely are they to have heard of your podcast? Quite likely because, John, the actual people that I target through Facebook targeting, which you can get very specific on, um, are the online entrepreneur, people that do listen to podcasts, people that do kind of live in our space, so to speak. So, you know, I target people like Pat Flynn, like Lewis Howes, like Amy Porterfield, you know, like Dan and Ian, Tropical MBA, like those type of, you know, really high level entrepreneurs that you know I know their audience has likely heard of me would probably it would probably make sense if they added podcasting to their business model in 2014 so it's fairly likely okay and then what happens so they're on facebook and they see one of your newsfeed ads and uh, they click on it and they end up where so basically it'll be a newsfeed ad of either me I don't know if you've seen it yet cuz it's a pretty stark image but I'm actually on a sailboat in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, and I'm actually stabbing with a spear a shark that has fear branded across it. It's pretty visually stimulating, and I actually got some uh, some, some emails from uh, the Animal Rights Association from that. But you know, I kept it going because you know I, I think any 
any uh, publication is good publication. So I kept that one rolling for sure. But you know, I, I use pictures like that. There's one of me actually um, podcasting with my arms and hair literally on fire. And I love that picture as well. But then there's just other ones regular of you know a bunch of people who have been in Podcasters Paradise all like smiling and podcasting is kind of like a collage, any number of things. And a little bit of copy, again, not the best copy, not the, the John McIntyre copy, but the best that we can come up with, which is just basically saying, hey guys, if you want to learn how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast, John shares some tips, tools, and tactics about how he's generated, you know, or how he's created a business that generates over $100,000 a month, XYZ. They click on that image or that link, John, and it takes them directly to a lead page webinar opt-in page. It's actually the James Shramko special, that, that one with a little faded mind map. And so it's just a very simple landing page. They just sign up for the webinar there. And I typically do this every single week. So for six days, I'm running these Facebook ads to this webinar opt-in page. Okay. Well, quick question. Do you get sick of doing a, a live webinar every single week? What happens if you want to take a week off? I don't know. You if know, it's interesting. Off, but. I, I don't take weeks off. I don't even take days off, to be honest with you. But, um, you know, when I first started, I, you know, was a little terrified, a little scared. Um, you know, was, there was definitely some fear of failure. When I first started doing uh, webinars, as I've heard from, that most people do experience because it's like, well, what if nobody shows up? Like, what if nobody buys? It's going to be embarrassing. And I was having all those doubts as well. So when I first started, it was kind of tough to get over that hurdle. But, you know, pretty soon, I will say after the third or fourth live webinar, and now I've done over 50, um, I just started hitting my groove. I, I mean, I just love interacting with the audience. I get on 15 minutes early before the webinar starts and I'm calling people out like, oh, it's John McIntyre from Shang Mai. It's Julie. It's Josh Stanton. You know, it's Bryce. Like, what's up, guys? How you doing? Thanks for joining me. XYZ. Where are you guys from? You know, oh, we got someone from New Zealand. We have someone from Poland. And really interacting with them and making them know straight up, hey, this is a live webinar. I'm here for you. I'm answering your questions, X, Y, Z. Then we launched a live webinar and I just have fun with it. It's a fun webinar. It's about an hour presentation, maybe an hour and 15 minutes. And you know, then by the end, John, I'm, I'm getting back into questions. You know, I'm answering everybody's questions live on that webinar. And I like the questions that get fired at me. It kind of makes me think on my feet. You know, I got to react quickly. It makes me better as a podcaster and as a presenter. And now that I, I've done so many, it's actually the thing that I look forward to most, John, besides obviously being on this podcast. <laughs> so I was talking to a buddy of mine here in Chiang Mai recently. He's a, he's a conversion sort of launch specialist. Was it Which, Bryce? No, it's not Bryce. Another guy. Oh, I miss Bryce. <laughs> So this guy was talking about how, you know, some people get 10%, 15%. He reckons 20% is good on a webinar. So you, sounds like you're getting 30 to 35%. What do you think? I mean, what's, you went through some of the differences or some of the things you're doing right there on the webinar, but are there any key things that you think that are making you get almost, uh, you know, you, if 20% is the standard, you're almost getting double the results that most people would love to get. So, well, I mean, for complete transparency, I mean, I've definitely had web. I've done so many webinars. I've done some that have converted twenty percent. I've rarely seen a conversion less than that. I see. I'd say I average between twenty-eight to thirty-two percent, and we really do keep these stats because you know I want to see what's working. And I have done as high as thirty to thirty-eight percent before. I mean, I remember I did one um, where I had a hundred. 23 people on, I think, and we did 39 sales. And so that was our best webinar that we've ever done. And, you know, especially because this is a product where we do give a $300 discount 
um, on the for the people that take action on that live webinar. So it takes it from twelve hundred down to nine hundred. But you know, thirty nine times nine hundred. I mean, that was you know you know, in the high $30,000 range for one webinar, which is only an hour and 15 minutes. So definitely a success. And, you know, again, there's some expenses laid out there. I'm paying, you know, a little over $2,000 every single week to get the Facebook side of that there. I'm not paying anything except sweat equity for the organic side. Um, But, you know, there's a lot of time and effort that does go into that. I do think the reasons why I'm typically getting between, you know, again, 28 um, on the on, typically on the low average, thirty two is definitely the high average conversions on these li- on these webinars is because they're live. John, a lot of people don't do live webinars. You know, I've had a lot of conversations with Amy Porterfield, and she's told me about you know people's mentality like James Webmore and how you know they create one webinar and then they'll just kind of put it into automated overdrive and they'll answer questions on that first webinar, but then it's just all. Uh, recorded after that. And I think people get that because people are always surprised when they get to this webinar, no matter how many times we put in capital letters, live webinar starting now, this is a live webinar. People are still shocked when they show up and it actually is live. So I'm like, you know, it is April 8th. It is 12.01 PM Pacific time. You know, I'm seeing, you know, Joe, Sarah, Sam in the chat room and I'm interacting with the people there live. And I still get that kind of shock and awe that it is actually live and people love that. And when you actually are answering their specific question, they feel like you really care. I can see that. Yeah. So uh, when you're doing the live webinar, I mean, a lot of people would get on there and they might have one question or two questions, and if only they can get those two, you know, one or two questions answered, they'll sign up. But if you're doing those canned webinars that a lot of people are doing, they'll never be able to get those questions answered. So while it appears that there's a and a to everyone, whether they think it's live or not is irrelevant. They're not going to be able to get that question answered unless someone else answer, asked it on that very first webinar. So it sounds like this Q&A is a really key part of what's making this webinar successful. I couldn't agree more. I'm really finding that to be the case. I mean, I'm seeing that there's definitely a large segment of people who are coming in with barriers in place. And those barriers are those questions. And when you're actually there taking the time to remove those barriers, you're leaving an open hallway, an open runway to that buy now button. And when you make it an event, when you make it exciting, when you make it seem like they're already in the community, you know, when people buy John and I'm like, oh, okay, we just had John McIntyre buy. Welcome, John. You know, say hi to everybody in the chat room. Let them know you bought. And then you're typing real time in the chat room. Hey, I just bought guys. I'm so excited for Podcasters Paradise. You know, other people are seeing, wow, that's proof of concept. Like, you know, nobody wants to be that only person that buys. Like they want to they want to know that other people are making the same decision they are because that validates their own decision. I love it. So someone signs up. There's obviously an opt-in form in this lead page. Just think, what happens in the lead up to the webinar? Are you doing, usually this, this is typically where people would do some email marketing to try and get more people to the webinar because you're going to get a certain amount of people sign up, but not everyone is going to actually show up to the webinar. So are you using any sort of email marketing strategies or anything else to, to bump those numbers? Great. You know, and that's exactly the second area I would say that we need like a John McIntyre on our team. You know, first would be that Facebook ad to really make that, you know, enticing copy to actually click on that. And then, you know, the second place would be, you know, that actual lead page for that quick little sign up. And the third place, you know, is that leading up to the webinar? Like, how are you building up anticipation? Mm-hmm. You know, Nathan Barry has a great product launch strategy where it's all about building anticipation and, you know, getting people amped and fired up for it without offering anything yet. And, you know, that's a great point. I don't think that we do a good job between when people sign up to when they actually show up. I mean, they get an email 
the night before. They get an email that morning that's a reminder. And then they get an email 15 minutes um, before the webinar starts. I think there's a huge opportunity that we need to step up and start taking advantage of for those people that signed up four or five days ago. What about a couple emails that go out that really kind of pique their interest for something that's going to happen on that webinar? We don't do that, John. Hmm. You could do it so easily as well. I was I saw an email from Frank Kern. He was recently doing some webinar launch. And one of the things he sent out, I didn't actually go to the webinar because the times really didn't match with Thailand. But one of the things he sent out, which I thought was so smart, one of the emails comes out and says, oh, I've got this um, you know, free report, this guide to the webinar. It's going to you know, tell you all about what you're going to learn on this webinar. So I thought, great, I'll just read that. Then I can skip the webinar and save my time. So we go and open the PDF. PDF, and it's basically a fill-in-the-blank, five or ten-page PDF. It's got all the information, like everything that's on the webinar except the key words that would actually make it all make sense. <laughs> so I'm reading this going, ah, oh, here's, here's the three essential elements to doing like a, a powerful webinar. But then it's just got, you know, number one, blank spot. Number two, blank spot. Number three, blank spot. So you could have basically a PDF of catchy headlines and then just fill-in-the-blank copy and, uh, you know, you, you can send that out the day before or something like that. I saw that. That was just something that he was doing. And I thought it was genius. I mean, John, this is why they pay you the big bucks, my man. <laughs> so let's jump over real quick. Now, what about after the webinar? You know, another thing that some people do is webinar follow-up. So after the people, the people who didn't buy after the webinar, there's going to be people that may or, you know, may be interested in purchasing if you give them something or do some additional persuasion after that. Are you doing anything there? So we are. And again, I think this is a huge area for um, us to improve upon because we are fairly aggressive in the post. I mean, that's something that we have worked fairly hard on. So right after the webinar is done, um, basically what happens like three hours later, an email goes out to everybody who didn't buy and saying, you know, basically, hey guys, we, we know you didn't buy slash weren't able to attend this webinar. We just put up the replay page. It's only going to be up for 24 hours, you know, tomorrow at midnight. You know, this will be going down. There still is a discount. It's not the $300 discount, but it's, you know, a $200 off till midnight tomorrow night. And then that too gets pulled away. And basically what, what the link will do is just send them directly to a lead page that just has the video that just has a buy now button, just those two things. And then there's some testimonials actually below as well. And we convert a handful of people through that 24 hour process. But again, not the kind of numbers I would like to see. I mean, we do an unbelievable job converting people that are live on the webinar into sales. We don't do a great job in the pre-amping up to make sure the most number of people are there. And we don't do a good job post making sure we're maximizing the post sales because pretty much how it runs down is this. Let me give you kind of a, a, a really hard, like really hard number example, John. So a couple webinars ago, we had 650 people who had signed up, about 400 people through Facebook advertising and about 250 people through organic. We had 176 people actually show up live. And then we did 36 sales on that, uh, no, sorry, 46 sales on that actual live webinar. And so you know, that's pretty much what we've been seeing pretty significantly is, you know, around 30-ish percent of people that sign up show up and around 30-ish percent of people that actually show up buy. And we're seeing those numbers, you know, within about 5% one way or the other, give or take on almost every single webinar. So, you know, we got to find ways to amp up the people that sign up to show up to bring that to the 40 or the 45 percentile. Then I'd also love to, you know, take that those numbers that of people that don't buy after the webinar 
webinar is done and go like, you know, right now that number, if we even did it out, would probably be like 1% or 0.5% because there's just a handful of people that sign up after the webinar is done during that replay section. So that needs to be improved as well. Fantastic. Well, we're right on time. Before we go, though, one thing I wanted to ask is, do you have anywhere, any resources that you would recommend to go and learn about webinars? I think that's what, out of all the things here, I've talked a lot about email marketing on this podcast, but almost nothing about webinars. So someone's probably going to be listening to this thinking, how the hell do I do a good webinar? So tell me about that. Great question. Just give me a good link, good resource, something that works. The best resource for webinars is a phenomenal product called Webinar on Fire. If you want to know how to create, present, and control convert your webinar webinaronfire.com will take you to a page where you can sign up for free for a live webinar workshop where we teach you everything about webinars. And of course, we offer you entrance into Webinar on Fire at the end. So John, that's my favorite resource, probably because I created it. Um, (laughs) But we're having a lot of fun with Webinar on Fire. Again, it's one of those things, listen to your audience. What do they tell you? When you do $476,000 in sales on a live webinar in five months, people start asking you, how are you doing? this live webinar. Even though we've already identified some areas that we're lacking in, we're obviously doing a lot of things right at the same time. So we did create that product. We're really proud of it. Webinar on Fire is really a great tool for people. Cool. And if people want to check out your uh, podcast, that'd be entrepreneuronfire.com. Yeah, but that's a hard word to spell. Just go to eofire.com. Absolutely. John, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you. What a blast, John. I'll catch you on the flip side. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you want to discover more insider tips, tricks, and secrets about driving sales with email marketing, sign up for daily email tips from the autoresponder guy. Go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast, sign up, confirm your email address, and I'll send you daily emails on how to improve your email marketing and make more sales via email. You'll find out why open rates don't matter and the seven-letter word that underlies all effective marketing and much more.